You're listening to the best of the Sergio Show on 710-KURV. Here's Sergio. Hidden fees everywhere from restaurants to hotels and other companies. Slapping some extra fees, trying to get some extra money, trying to make up for, I'm guessing, all the cost of stuff, the inflation. Sarah Buxbaum with CWS Hospitality, consumer customer advocate joining me right now. Hey, before I go on, Sarah, tell me a bit more about your work over at CSW and how you help out folks. Hi. Yeah, I um, I own a wedding venue in Ardmore, Tennessee, and my hospitality company is all about just being transparent, honest, taking care of people, going the extra mile. Um, I've been in the customer service industry almost 18 years now, and I just love I just love it, and especially now, there's a big opportunity for small business owners to sh- to really shine and and treat their consumers with respect and and gratitude. Some folks putting on some inflation fees, COVID fees. I don't know, you know, the <sighs> Dallas Cowboys suck fees. I, I don't know. They're just inventing stuff to put, you know, try to get more money from people. You said you want to be honest. You're trying to be honest. Do you think that might hurt business though by saying I'm jacking the prices twenty percent, no matter what, no more? Fees. I think I think it's the approach, um, the dishonesty. I mean, I just had this experience with a moving company. We just we moved down from Nashville down to Ardmore, and our moving cost was supposed to be you know three thousand dollars. And by the time it got here, all of our stuff was broken. It was a month late, and it was eight thousand dollars. Jeez, and my goodness, it's unacceptable. Yeah, um, and I told them. And just, you know, this is the problem. We all are aware of inflation right now. Just if something's going to be a different price, just tell us what the price is and then we can decide if we can afford it or not. But give the consumer the choice. Don't be secretive and dishonest with them. I mean, these restaurants especially, just raise your price by 2 or $3. And then if somebody can't afford to go out, then at least they knew before they walked in instead of at the end. Now they're mad. You've lost them anyway, yeah. and now your server, who most likely is going to get the backlash of that, they're not going to get a tip. And so then now you're back to a, a staffing crisis because who wants to work and deal with that? So no, I still I firmly believe being yeah. transparent and just being honest with with people. Honesty is, is always the best policy because, yeah, I, I agree. Nothing will make me more mad than to see on a receipt some improvised fees, two or three of them, uh, and all it is is just a chance for them to shake me down for more cash. Be up front with me, and, and I'll make a choice, because either way, uh, in the end, they will lose. I'm convinced they will lose customers if they yep. hide those fees in the end. But the companies and folks that you're working with, and just ballpark figure, this is anecdotal on your part, how many businesses would you say are... I mean, i got to use the L word. How many people are... are how many businesses are lying... And shaking people down with extra fees versus, you know, just swallowing that bitter pill and saying we need to raise prices by X amount and showing it on the menu. Maybe taking a a marker and, you know, blotting out the old prices and putting new prices in there, just being upfront. I would say, unfortunately, probably 80% of businesses are being dishonest right now. And it's mostly the big the big businesses i mean i don't know about you but like i'll go online to like book a hotel for example and it'll advertise that it's 99 dollars a night and then you go and check out and somehow that 99 dollars was 400 dollars because of all the different taxes and fees and 
surcharges and COVID inflation. And it's like, so you just wasted my time. Now I just thought this room was a hundred dollars and now it's 400 versus like I Southwest is my favorite airline to fly because if you go on their calendar and it says the, the airfare is this amount, when you check out, it's the exact same amount. They've already included their taxes and everything in their fee. And that's what businesses need to do. Yeah. Um, restaurants just raise the sandwich price by a couple dollars. Don't yeah. put it on at the end. We all are aware because we all grocery shop. We know lettuce is more expensive and turkey is more expensive. And so I don't know why businesses don't recognize this, but I mean, I've been talking about this for the last two years, um, that these are the businesses that are, that are going to go under the they, ones who didn't survive COVID and now are just, it's just, it's a short term strategy and it's not smart. If you make just, it easier on a consumer, yes. And Southwest is a great example. And this would be for anybody that's in reservations, hotels and other businesses. You make it easier on the customer, you know, uh, what the local taxes would be for lodging and other taxes that local mm-hmm. entities, you know, with the taxes plus fees and everything, you let them know, believe me, I appreciate that. I think everybody would appreciate that as well. We'll keep coming back. Thank you, Sarah, for your input. Sarah Buxbaum from CWS Hospitality. This is The Sergio Show. According to a new study, individuals who undergo weight loss surgery are twice as likely to get married. Of those who took part in the study... Closer to 20% of the single people were married within five years compared to the national average that is a bit below 10%, about 7%. 8% of married people got divorced in that group compared to the national average of 4%, which begs the question, you know, weight loss surgery, uh, might it cost you uh, your marriage? Dr. Bruce Herman is an expert in plastic surgery. First of all, Doc, Look, I understand individuals who go into weight loss surgery for health reasons, more than just aesthetic reasons, but they have sure. hormonal issues. Absolutely. And, you know, I understand that, but I never understood, Dr. H., I never understood this need. And for some folks, it seems to me, sir, the obsession, they, they see themselves in the mirror and they see imperfection and they think that going under the knife is going to help them. And help me understand the mindset here by some of these folks that seem to be addicted to plastic surgery. Oh, uh, sure. Separately, uh, there, there certainly is a difference between people going after weight loss surgery for health reasons and plastic surgery, as uh, as you stated. Mm-hmm. You know, in my practice, I, I see both these patients. I see the patients who've lost the weight and they're coming to me, and most of the times what they're wanting to do is kind of restore the no- the normal body shape after they lose that weight and have loose skin. So it's definitely something that I see a lot in my practice. And it's very interesting how these surgeries, both the weight loss surgery and plastic surgery, can affect relationships and marriages either in a positive or a negative way. Did you hear the little write-up that they did in, in the study um, on how Almost 20% people did plastic surgery, married in five years compared to a national average in the same age group, about 7%. Sure. And then uh, twice as likely to be divorced within that same period of time. As, as that, again, that's yeah. just the part of the study. So, What is that? So it's, it's very interesting. And if you dig into that information, what you sort of find is that if you're in a relationship and it's good, having these surgeries actually tends to make them at least the same or even better 
for the people who get divorced, the biggest factor for why they got divorced, or the biggest prognosticator was that they were actually in a bad relationship to start with. And so the thinking is that these surgeries kind of give people that increased self-esteem to basically break out of a relationship that they consider bad. Hmm. Yeah, I was thinking maybe it, there might be an overemphasis on the superficial, but I didn't think of that, that, yeah, you're right, maybe somebody gains that confidence to finally break away from a bad sure. relationship. I mean, I, I, I've seen that in my practice myself, you know, the kind of the old adage in plastic surgery is the girl who goes and gets the breast augmentation and suddenly she leaves her husband. And, and you know, that, that, that is a little bit of, of an old wives' tale, but there, there definitely is some data out there that shows that Plastic surgery affects relationships. It tends to affect self-esteem and body image. And when you look at those things, that absolutely has effect both in relationships and marriages. Um, I have a talk show about plastic surgery called Nip Talk, and we did a whole segment about uh-huh. that, looking at when people have surgery, what does it do to them, and potentially how can that affect their relationships both in a marriage or even at work. Is that a podcast, Nip Talk? That's a cute name, Nip Talk. Is that a podcast? <laughs> yeah, you like that? Yeah, yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, it's a uh, podcast. We uh, we go live on YouTube and, and Facebook, and it's a lot of fun. A lot of people like plastic surgery topics, so uh, you know, over the years, I've built up a little bit of a social media following, so we kind of rolled that into the, the talk show. It's pretty good. We talk about topics just like this. Thank God I work in radio. You know what they say, face for radio. I never have to worry about this. And I feel bad for my colleagues on and TV that <laughs> they obsess over stuff like this. And they, they have to, some of them go under the knife to make management happen. Yeah. I feel so bad for them. Board certified plastic well, yeah. surgeon, Dr. I Bruce Herman. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. You know, I, I was just reintroducing you. Dr. Bruce Herman, my guest, plastic surgeon. Yeah, go ahead, sir. You were going to say, I, I'm oh, thinking yes, you were going to yeah, say. kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to talk about the work. Yeah, I, it's interesting looking at the recent uh lawsuits about ageism that's certainly driving people to seek out uh aesthetic uh procedures things like botox fillers and even plastic surgery there was a big lawsuit against google in 2019 where older men felt that they were being discriminated against because they looked older and and they were right and they end up winning a lot of money so in my practice i see that effect you know of people wanting to defeat ageism as well as the zoom effect where people because of the pandemic were seeing themselves on zoom and noticing little imperfections and wanting to improve that. Yeah. Do you provide or recommend or recommend counseling before individuals go under the knife to change whatever? I think part of being a very good uh, plastic surgeon is in my interview or consultation, I, I ask very subtle questions to determine if possibly people are seeking out surgery for the wrong reasons because I mean that is a a great point that if you're going into plastic surgery because you have a bad marriage and you think that it's going to save your marriage then you're going to very likely be disappointed so I don't do any direct counseling like that but I I feel like in my interview and consultation I kind of feel those questions out all right thank you Dr. Bruce it's a pleasure again look for his podcast Nip Talk. That's Dr. Bruce Herman. Thank you, sir. This is The Sergio Show.
you're always on the go. Obviously pretty busy. Busy with work. Picking up my kids from school. From work to kids are running errands. Your entire day is a hands-on, never-ending frenzy of activity. Luckily, getting the news is now voice activated. Just say, Alexa, play 710-KURB. I'd like to know what's going on in my world. I gotta know what's going on in my city. Putting the smart in your smart speaker. I'm getting my news from you and my information. For the latest news and to find out what's happening in rich, clear audio. Just say, Alexa, play 710-KURB. You're listening to the best of the Sergio Show. Here's Sergio. Let's talk about your health a little bit. I welcome back Jonathan Baylor. He's an expert when it comes to metabolic healing and fighting back, pushing back against all those forces that create diabetes, or like type 2 diabetes, and help you keep healthy and sane. From Sane Solutions, Jonathan Baylor. We are in Diabetesville, USA, Jonathan, here in deep South Texas, in part because of our lifestyle and the diet that we have. But maybe just a few changes. Give me an example of how much more energy could we have daily if we just change a few things in our diet, maybe in, in our routine and exercise. Sometimes it's hard for people to believe, but if we look at our children, this is a great example of the baseline level of energy that most people have. <laughs> we, we find it hard to believe that these kids have so much energy, but when you think about it, what really differentiates children from adults is not that they're younger than us, but because they haven't added or sort of put upon their body all the burdens that we as adults have put on our bodies. So if we can just simply get those things out of the way, get those things that block our energy out of the way, instead of, for example, adding stimulants to try to give us more energy, that's when we can have that vibrancy of a child. Well, you just that begs another question. It's, Sometimes my 10-year-old has way too much energy. It's like, how do I throttle back on that one? But we can talk about that at a later date. But it is a function of age, I'm thinking, because, I mean, after all, when you're a kid and a teenager, those hormones are raging. When you're, you're an old dude like me, well, I say I feel old. I'm not that old. But, yeah, I don't have the same energy as I used to. And my home hormones are just different right now. What do you say to that? Hormones are certainly different with age, and this is certainly something that we can change with lifestyle intervention. That said, though, one of the reasons we see that hormone levels are higher and energy higher level, is, energy levels are higher in teens has to do with, again, their perception of life. So we could feel really down in the dumps, but if we, for example, heard that our teenage child was in a car accident, I'm not trying to be morbid, but you'd yeah. be surprised how quickly you got some energy to oh, go yeah. figure out what happened. So again, teenagers, children, they're looking towards the future. They're saying they're, they're, they have energy because they believe they need energy. And I'm trying to turn this into a psychological deep dive, but <laughs> when we really take a step back and look at, you know, what is the source of our energy? A lot of it has to do with the meaning we put onto our life. Why do I need energy? Do I even need energy? So if we ask those questions to ourselves at a deep okay. level, why am I not filled with energy? What is causing me to not be energized? That's a much different way to look at this problem than like, what's the next form of liquid caffeine that I could drink to feel energized for the next okay. 30 minutes? Okay, all right. The well is there, obviously, and that's a good example. In the event of an emergency, life-threatening situation, something bad happens yeah all of a sudden man you're just you're just running on all this extra energy and you you just don't stop you can't stop until you reach a, a pause somewhere and, and then you crash for about 12 14 hours 
because you've been running on this reserve. It's somewhere in there. So can we you know, tap, you know, sip that energy reserve little by little and get more energy? How would you go about, what would you suggest people do in, in order to you know, increase that energy level? And that's the key distinction here in our time together. So many of us would say, what do we add? Like what supplement do we take or how much coffee should we drink? Mm -hmm. But we talked about, and you said it well, there's a block. So what are we removing? What unhealthy habits are blocking that? So for example, a large consumption of sugar is going to throw off our natural energy balance. Things like overconsumption of the news, which is just a toxic energy sucking bad news spiral is going to get in the way of our natural energy source. Unneeded extra stress. <laughs> it's unneeded extra stress. No, I got you. I got you. Be careful what you listen to. Well, and, when you, yeah. and, well, and when you think about it, too, that is where our let's we do have a fixed amount of energy, right? Otherwise, you crash. So you would be surprised how much of your energy is sucked up by scrolling through social media and by reading the news because you are it, you are invested. You are expending energy caring about something over which you have no control. Here, here. Yeah. No, what if you spent that energy on things you could control? Yeah. Uh Pray, uh, read scripture, uh, take a look at personal projects that you need to push forward bit by bit. Yeah, there's more intelligent ways to, to spend all the time instead of stupidly arguing with people online you, whose minds you'll never change for anything. Anything else that you recommend, Jonathan? The strongest thing would be, like, let's, let's look at this at a deeper level. You mentioned scripture. The, the glory of God is within you. And what is blocking it? It's there, period. So, like, let's agree on that. What is blocking it? Remove those blocks. Might be You might be needing to remove some people that you see on a regular basis in order to keep your sanity. All right, uh, Jonathan, I, I appreciate um, your recommendations. And uh, you're not taking away my, my two tall Star Trek mug cups of black coffee daily, or you're not taking those away, right? Because I need those in the morning. It's psychological. I'm not, because, it, okay. because in fact, coffee is an incredibly rich source of antioxidants and yeah. polyphenols, so it is quite good for you. Attaboy. And it's black. No cream, no sugar, man. I, just, I like it as is. It's nice and dark. All right. Thank you, John. You be safe, brother. From St. Solutions, Jonathan Bailey. This is The Sergio Show. day with news and interviews important to you with the Valley's Morning News. Weekday morning starting at 6. Sergio Sanchez and Tim Sullivan bring you the latest headlines and hourly discussions with AccuWeather to get you ready for your day and special guest interviews on topics that affect you and your family. Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Yeah, good morning, guys. Well, let's now enjoy the show. It's what you need to start your day. The Valley's Morning News with Sergio Sanchez and Tim Sullivan. Weekday morning starting at 6 on News Talk 710 KURV. You're listening to the best of the Sergio Show. Here's Sergio. This new study from Tufts University, Massachusetts. They've developed this food compass that will rank foods 1 to 100 based on, I suspect, how nutrient-dense they are. That's for nutrition. What's funny is that in the write-up, they made a couple of comparisons. See, I don't know if it came from Tufts University, the comparison, but it was on the write-up. So 
One to 100 is the food compass that they've developed at Tufts. If you get a higher number, there's more nutrition in there. So an ice cream cone with nuts and chocolate ice cream got a 37 score, while a multi-grain bagel with raisins received only a 19. Okay. So I'm asking Dr. Joey Spears to give me some insight into this. You can find him online, drjoeytv.com. Well, welcome to the program, Dr. Joey. So what do you make of this food compass they put together? How is it possible that ice cream is, what, do I dare call it healthier than a multigrain bagel? Or is it just to play, you know, just, we're fooled by the word multigrain, and we think that's just healthier than ice cream. Right, right. That's a, it's pretty shocking uh, to see those comparisons, but it's really, really cool. I love this study because it took over 8,000 unique foods and beverages and stuff, I mean, everything from a, a jelly sandwich to, you know, salmon. And it used uh, the USDA's uh, nutrition guideline and food and nutrition and basically 54 different individual attributes of these foods and ranked them. And like you said, it could be, uh, you know, a 1 to 100 was the, the goal to get those in there. Uh-huh. And they either ranked it with a 0 to 10 if it's beneficial or a negative 10 to zero if it was harmful. So the beneficial things, vitamins, the good nutrient stuff that we know we need our body does well with. And then the sugars and caffeines and other high cholesterol items, saturated fats, processed foods went down a lower scale. And because of that, and you think about the comparison often of a bagel and then an ice cream, but the ice cream has more components for a healthier nutritional diet. So <laughs> we're not, it's, it's, it's very odd, but those components are in there. But okay. Now we're not talking about, are you trying to lose weight? Are we talking about you eat this every meal? It's just talking about the direct food component, which sometimes can be misleading. Don't go out and eat, you know, a whole tub of ice cream and avoid, <laughs> you know, the good stuff. But it's talking about the nutrition that's actually in it. Man, once I log off, I'm headed to Baskin Robbins getting me a double scoop baseball <laughs> nut. Hey, it's got cashews in it, and it's got uh, blueberry jam in it. My guest is Dr. Joey Spears. Uh, the topic: this Tufts University, Massachusetts, this food compass thing, where from one to a hundred, they look at the nutrition and specific foods. Well, you know what I found surprising that in the write-up they mentioned that because you said okay, what would be a zero? Well, I, that's easy. That'd be like, I'd, th- I'd say potato chips or Fritos. <laughs> Fritos? Check this out. Fritos <laughs> came in at 55 as far as nutritional value versus whole grain frozen French toast, only 35. My goodness. Yeah, like pretty wild. Hot. <laughs> okay, so I'm going yeah, to grab a Fritos and ice cream. <laughs> and I, yeah, it's very – and, again, it's, it's based on our category um, also – so you're comparing other sweets to a grain. So there is that comparison. You know, they basically separate it into uh, nine domains, if you will, from seafood, dairy, eggs, meat, to sweets and mixed dishes. So that kind of plays a role in it as well. But when it comes to the overall ranking, I mean, pancakes are 13, <laughs> and quinoa, quinoa is 73. Well, we know that, right? Uh-huh. This is plain pancakes. Don't even add the syrup yet, right? I mean, that's going to bring it down more. But you have pita bread as a one. But then wow. you have something like a, 
a power bar as a 67. But because the pita bread by itself is essentially nutrition deficit, it yeah, has like, yeah. you know, very low components. But then a power bar, I mean, literally reads on the package and you're thinking, okay, it's coming from a package, it's processed, what's going on? But because it's jam-packed with things that our body needs more on a survival and nutrition building block type of standpoint, then we can't just survive off pita bread, right? Yeah. So that's really the measurement, and it's, it's a great tool. I suggest people go to, I think it's at tufts.edu slash food compass, something like that. Um, but it's a great guide, and they did their due diligence. It's an algorithm. I mean, the math is there. They did all the right components. They picked the 54 individual attributes of these really cool and unique foods. I mean, stuff like, I mean, a muffin to... I mean, we, we saw ice cream and a certain type and Kellogg's. They have the actual things that people eat. A lot of these studies are like, you know, salmon and, you know, pork. Well, this is a lot more dishes oriented. So it can give you a great idea about the nutrition that you should be putting in your body and also the nutrition you probably should be avoiding in some cases. And the 54 attributes that you mentioned that Tufts took, in, took into consideration, I'm thinking, man, they really weighted the calorie count heavy in, the, in order to calculate the final number on this. Because you, know, you mentioned, for example, pita bread, which is slightly above in nutrition value. And, and hello, calorie count compared to, you know, uh, communion wafers, you know, <laughs> that we get at, at, at communion uh, versus, you know, just regular bread, sliced bread, uh, you know, wonder bread that you can get and it has more nutritional value. That to me just says calories. More than just sugar, just calories, calories, calories for that. Um, well, and, calories, yeah. yeah. Calories are a major component, but it's also based on the scale that our average daily intake should be 2,000 calories a day. That's like a hamburger. I mean, I mean that's, a, that's the end of it. That's the extent. So that 2,000 calorie buffer means that when you are consuming more calories than the 2,000, then you could potentially be outside that daily value range, which they do claim is harmful. But if you're also, it doesn't take into account what you're doing activity-wise to burn those calories. I mean, even if you're walking to and from the refrigerator, right, is burning calories. And, uh, you know, there's a way calories in, calories out. But again, this is a really diet focused. It's really on the nutrition to keep you alive baseline and how do you supplement that? <laughs> See, that's going to be my excuse with my mm. with my babe. You want me to stay alive, right? You want to keep me alive, right? Well, there you go. Doctor said, look, Fritos comes in at a 55 nutritional value. Um, ice cream, I'm going to go baseball nut from Baskin Robbins, 37. There you go, 92. I just hit a 92. I've got my food for the day, doctor said. And I'll I'll take the news copy with me. So I'm pretty sure she's going to grab yeah. it and shove it down my mouth. Up here, that probably be the last few numbers I need to make 100% of nutritional value um, for the day. <laughs> it's, it's a pleasure, Dr. Joey. Thank you for joining us. Dr. Thank Joey, you so much for having me. Yeah, Dr. Yeah. Joey Spears from North Texas. Look him up online, drjoeytv.com. This is The Sergio Show. KURV. When news breaks, we break in. Breaking news. Stay alert and listen to the weather forecast. We need to be aware and alert to what's going on. Breaking news means it's happening now. And we mean now. 
Breaking news underway right now. Breaking news on News Talk 710 KURV means we're bringing you the news as it happens. We have a In this particular instance, we are in receipt of information. When news breaks, we'll break in. Count on News Talk 710 KURV and KURV.com. You're listening to the best of the Sergio Show. Here's Sergio. Energy broker St. Clair and Uburn Fourth joining me. He's CEO of Live Energy. Of course, light bills, electricity bills through the roof as energy costs a lot more these days. Now that oil prices have balanced out just a little bit, St. Clair, you think maybe we can get back to more normal-looking energy bills for the fall? I expect this would be there would be a lag. And how, you know, they order, they deliver, they use, and then eventually the savings come down to people, maybe in the fall. What do you think? Um, unfortunately, no. So um, what happened recently with, with the price of uh, gasoline for vehicles is, is not the same as what's going on with the electricity prices. Mm-hmm. Um, natural gas prices set the price of electricity. Um, we've seen them go up about 300% this year. We were around $3 last year on natural gas. They shot up to over $9. They pulled back last month, and now we're back up over $9. So it's not looking good for electricity prices. Natural gas is um, as high as we've seen it in, in a long time. What's the pressure on the natural gas price? Uh, is it demand? Is it uh, low inventory? Uh, what, what's going on? Is it demand from Europe? They're sucking it up faster than we can produce it here. What's, what's going on? Okay, well, you nailed it right there. All of so them. The, so All the of the above. Up the, okay. All the above, yeah. So demand is up because we've got a hotter and drier year than than normal years. Um, demand from Europe is definitely playing a role. And if you look at the five year history, our storage is about as low as it's been over the past five years. So we've got less available. Demand is high, and we've got external demand from Europe that's also uh, really affecting the market. I've got a lot of stuff to do. So does Mama over at the house. I just really haven't made the the time to research, lower cost. I, I can tell you, um, she and I, are st- at, at our, our house, we're still sitting, or is it my mom's house that we're taking care of? 11 cents kilowatt hour. And I know that's really good compared to many. And the contract will be up next year. It'll be expiring next year. I don't think they're going to be offering me that. Uh, yeah, it's, it's her house. It's mom's house. It's 11 cents. And I think we're sitting at 15 cents a kilowatt hour. How does that compare to some of the higher, more ridiculous uh, charges that some folks are paying for right now? So if you're going to the market today, you're probably going to see somewhere around 14, 15, okay, 15 that's average. somewhere in there on a, on a residential electricity rate. Of course, commercial would be a little bit cheaper. And you know, the important thing to, to realize in Texas is that you can go out and secure uh, a future price. So you know, if you're a business or residential consumer, the, the worst thing to do is to wait until your contract expires. You can, you can shop in advance. Businesses can shop up to two years in advance. And, you know, residential consumers can shop, you know, three to six months in advance. So, you know, you do have some optionality in when you lock in your price. And, and getting ahead of it is definitely the way to go. I think I need to incorporate my household. Sanchez Incorporated. I'm I'm a commercial account now. Can I get nine cents kilowatt hour, please? Or what? Are, what are commercial customers paying for these days? They're definitely paying a lot less than because 
so, so commercial rates are probably, you know, between uh, right now, if we went to the market today, you know, six to nine cents. Why? Um, Is it because it's a, it's a, it's a well, longer contract well, or what? That's the, that's when you, when you see commercial rates, they're, they're not including transmission and distribution. So when you look at a, a, a residential rate, that's including all the poles and wires charges. That's why it's higher. So when you, when you see commercial rates, you add add two cents to it, and that's probably your all-in rate. So it, it's it's all the same market, but um, commercial meters do get a better price because they use energy more efficiently, and they get metered more um, specifically to, to the time of use that they use energy. And so they're, they're just able to get a little bit better rate because of the way that they consume. Saint I mean, Claire. it's all the same yeah. market, and... And that's just the, you know the benefit of a commercial meter. St. Clair, New Bern, the fourth, is an expert in the energy market, electricity, and natural gas market, and they complement each other. So what I'm hearing from you as an energy broker, if when and if it's time to re-up our contract at, at my house at 15 cents kilowatt hour, and they say, hey, let's do a 24, 36 month at the same, it sounds to me like that would be a good idea, considering that I, what I hear from you is I'm not hearing much relief uh, over the next year or two in the energy market. Yeah, that would if so, if someone were to call you and say, "Hey, we'll we'll let you keep your current rate," yeah. that would be amazing. Um, the thing to know is that like we're seeing like serious volatility, so volatility up and volatility down, and you know you can use that to your advantage because we know that that we saw about a thirty percent pullback last month. So you know the the natural gas went from nine dollars to six dollars. If you were paying attention and shopping, you could have locked in a little bit better rate. Um, now we're seeing prices run up again, and so the the main thing that I would you know tell people is to just pay attention. Don't wait for your contract to expire. Yeah. Uh, rates move every day, every minute of the day they're moving up and down, and you can you can try and use that volatility to your advantage. I think I heard you on the drive home with Zach and Davis. A few days ago, I think you were the one who said that if you use your washing machine and dryer like overnight and during non-peak hours, you'll be you'll be consuming electricity at a lower a kilowatt hour. Is that for every contract or are contracts set up specifically and that way where you know peak time six a.m. six p.m. Uh, you get wham fifteen cents an hour and then overnight. Uh, later in the evening, you get much lower. Is that for every contract, or do you have to ask for something like that specifically? Yeah, so that's not for every contract, but that's that would be leveraging what's called a time-of-use contract, yeah. where they give a specific price based on the, the time of day. And so energy is cheaper in the middle of the night. It's cheaper on the weekends. And so, that's, so retailers will often structure contracts that say, hey, look, we'll give you free weekends, free nights and weekends. And if you can actually plan around that, that can be a good way to get, you know, the, the, the stuff that uses a lot of energy done in those off-peak times. Yeah, which would, which would be a standard work day, right, where you leave early, you're not at the house, just jack that therm, thermometer thermostat all the way to 80 or something, right, just make sure the AC is not working that hard, and discipline yourself to after sundown, I'm guessing, right, most of these contracts that save you would be after 7, 8 p.m., after sundown. Then do the laundry, something like that. Use the big, big utility. All right. Anything, exactly. Yeah. Anything else you want folks exactly. to know before I let you go? Anything else? No. I mean, the the main thing is, you know, in Texas, you do have options. Just don't wait till contract expires. Um, businesses should be shopping eighteen to twenty four months before the contract expires. 
Uh, residential should start looking at it three to six months before the contract expires. Um, you'll be doing yourself a, a big favor if you just pay attention and don't let your contract expire. Yeah. You just reminded me something I was going to ask you. Do most folks go with recognizable big names when it comes to energy retail? Because there are so many retailers out there, but they're no names. They, they almost sound like mom and pop uh, you know, operations, like small, but they're retailing energy and claiming they can give you a, a much lower rate per hour. How do I ask? Is that smart? Yeah, I mean, should, so, should, are, is, are they reliable? Yeah, so you've got to you've got to be careful. You know, a lot of times on if you go to like the Power to Choose website, they'll have small retailers that have these. I call them. It's kind of like the Price is Right, where you know you spend the big wheel, and if you get that tiny sliver, then you get the get the, you get a great price. But if you're outside of what you know these these very specific parameters, then you get nailed with a much higher price. Unfortunately, they do have some scammy products like that that make it onto the power to choose. So you have to be careful. Um, and I, I would definitely recommend going with the big, the bigger, more established retailers typically don't have, you know, the gotcha contracts. Um, of course, okay. you know, that's one of the things we, we help customers do is to figure out who the right suppliers are to go with. But um, you do have to be careful. All right, Bill. Thank you, St. Clair. From Live Energy Inc., energy broker expert in electricity and natural gas at St. Clair, New Bern, the fourth. This is the Sergio Show.